Because of Brexit, you need a UK responsible person. So contact Easy Medical Device. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. UKREP at EasyMedicalDevice.com. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we will do the December update. So what happened in December? But before, I wanted to wish you all a happy new year, uh, all the best wishes for you. So and first with um, a lot of health, if I can say during this pandemic, I think it's the, the, the best thing that I can uh, wish you uh, for you and all your family. So um, let's start now with the, the first uh, information for January uh, 2021, which is the Brexit. So as of January 1st, 2021, the UK is not anymore part of the European Union. So uh, that means also that uh, all the medical device companies that are selling uh, products in Europe, uh, in, in the UK, sorry, uh, should now uh, change, if I can say their way, to, uh, to deliver products. And the first thing is mainly uh, to have a UK responsible person. So this is a company that is be, that will be acting like an EU responsible person. Uh, this is a company that will be located inside the UK. Uh, so with a business address inside the UK. And this company should represent uh, the manufacturers that are located outside of the UK so that they can continue to, to sell their products in, in the UK. Uh, so this UK responsible person will have, as I've said, the same, um, the same role as an EU rep. So they will um, confirm that your declaration of conformity, your technical files are correct. They will store them. They will, uh, nego they will uh, collaborate with MHRA in case of uh, any question, in case of any uh, preventive actions to perform. Uh, also, they have to inform MHRA of uh, the importers of the devices. They have to reduce register your products inside the MHRA database. Uh, so there is a lot of action that are really similar. So uh, don't hesitate also to contact us. So at Easy Medical Device, uh, because we opened an office in the UK and we can represent your company uh, for this UK responsible person. So don't hesitate to do that. Um, in related to the registration, so there is some grace period. So mainly uh, if you are, uh, if you have certain class of device or type of device, then there is different, uh, different periods. So in terms of uh, products, so mainly if you are an active implantable medical device, a class three medical device, class two B implantable medical device. And um, if you were on the in an in vitro product under the list A product, so it's still not the in vitro diagnostic regulation uh, classification, it's still the in vitro diagnostic directive uh, classification. So if you are an IVD uh, under list A, then you have to register your products uh, until May 1st, 2021. After this date, you will not be conformed anymore. So you'll have to register within the MHRA before this date. For um, class 2B non-implantable medical devices, class 2A medical devices, in vitro diagnostic uh, that are under list B uh, products or self-test in vitro diagnostic 
products, they have to register before September 1st, 2021. And the last one is class one medical devices and general in vitro diagnostic products, so which have to register before January 1st, 2022. So you have still one year uh, to register uh, within this um, this uh, this um, MHRA. So um, this means that uh, there is still a transition happening there and you'll have really to, to be able to comply to all this. If your products are already CE marked, then you can continue to deliver those products to the UK market until June uh, 30th, uh, 2023. Uh, after that date, you need to have a UKCA registration. So we'll talk about that, I think, in, uh, in, in other episodes. Um, so um, if you want also to have more information about Brexit, so uh, I advise you to go to the blog, blog uh, of Eric Volbrecht. So there is also an article talking about Brexit, the situation, what is changing for you, what is not changing. So this is a, 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 an overview really of the situation for, for your company. So don't hesitate to go that there. Um, I have put all the links on the show notes, so don't hesitate to go to the show notes and you'll have all the, list, the links for the Brexit, for the documentation, for the information, so everything will be there. There is also um, another exit that we are talking about since a long time, and this is about Swixit and Turkzit. Uh, mainly, uh, this is the next exit that we are talking about because actually uh, the Switzerland and the Turkey has a, an agreement, an MRA, so with um, for for Switzerland with the European Union, uh, a custom agreement with uh, for Turkey with the European Union, where mainly the uh, mention of the uh, EU MDD was there, but there is no mention of the EU MDR. So there is a lot of question that we were um, asking ourselves about that, mainly. As of the 26th of May 2021, then the UMDR will be applicable. Uh, so the question many that we were asking is, um, what about the notified bodies that are located inside those uh, countries? So inside Switzerland and inside Turkey, uh, can the certificates that they uh, provided uh, be still valid after these dates? Um, and I issued a, a, a survey for that on LinkedIn. So go also to the show notes and you'll get, uh, you get the question and you, if possible, you can answer and you get also the result of everybody else. Uh, for now, I saw a lot of uh, no, all the certificates will be invalid as of the 26th of May 2021, which I agree because mainly uh, the EU MDR is the new regulation that is happening by, by this date. And uh, the transition period is mentioned inside the EU UMDR. So it means that if those countries are not able to apply UMDR, so then they are not able also to maintain the certificates of their notified bodies by this date. So my advice is really to be um, looking for answers regarding this topic, because if your company has a, um, a notified body located in Turkey or in Switzerland. I think in Switzerland there is only one that I've seen, uh, but I, I don't know if it's still, uh, it's, it, and it says it will be withdrawn after the MRA. But for Turkey, there is a lot of them. There is four or five of them that are listed. Uh, so mainly uh, you have really to understand the situation because if it's true by the 26th of May 2021, their, their certificate is not valid anymore, then um, you cannot sell your products anymore to the European Union. So it's mainly the, the issue here. So um, go to the survey, answer, answer to the survey if, if, if you can. So just to, to get a, uh, an overview from everybody. Also comment if you have uh, some comments. 
and then uh, we can have a better answer. We are just waiting now for the European Union to comment on this on this topic. Okay, so um, then the rolling plan. So the rolling plan is mainly the action plan that the European Union is uh, is putting to to talk about the situation for EU MDR and EU IVDR. So. Um, you have also on the show notes the link for the rolling plan with all the action and I, I just noticed three three actions that are still ongoing which are the common specification for Annex 16 products which are the products that are without a medical purpose so uh, this uh, common specification is planned for quarter 2 2021 uh, so we should have a, a view of it uh, the expert laboratories also so uh, it is mentioned also that we have to have some expert laboratories like the expert panels that were um, were created. We have to have also expert laboratories that have some qualification to evaluate some products. Um, so those were planned, but apparently uh, it's not planned anymore. So this means that, uh, I mean, they are on the list, but it says not, not in planning. So mainly the the expert panel are on progress in progress to be finished to be uh, to be completed uh, but the expert laboratories are not there so i don't know exactly what is uh, what will be the impact for the medical device manufacturers or notified bodies or uh, uh, the european union if the expert laboratories are not available and we need to make some specific analysis about some medical devices but we'll see uh, we'll see about that uh, then the last one is uh, the famous one, <laughs> the harmonized standard with the CNCNLEC. Uh, so the CNCNLEC will have should receive a mandate uh, by January uh, this year. So now, uh, and we hope that then they will find a, a solution to uh, provide some harmonized standard. Just uh, a reminder because a lot of people are asking me that. Um, so the harmonized standards are not mandatory mainly. Uh, the, if you have, if you use them, it's better. But if you don't use them, it's, so you'll have maybe to prove more, to have some more proof that uh, this is the right standards to use. But it's not like it's mandatory for you to use them. You can use any other standards, but the the thing is that uh, notified bodies will maybe ask you more questions about the these standards and why you used it. Nothing else. Okay. Next uh, point is the fact that uh, it's been now one month that the UDAMED uh, um, actor module is live. So uh, since December 1st, we can now register uh, the economic operators. So uh, manufacturers, authorized representatives, importers, um, system procedure pack provider uh, can be registered now within the, the, the UDAMED. Uh, there is one thing that I noticed on, on LinkedIn uh, that was issued by uh, uh, Ronald Boomans on the on LinkedIn. It's about the fact that the PRRC details information are made public, uh, which is mentioned already on the UMDR. But the fact that it's made public makes creates more some problems if i can say uh, so first um, we hope that the prc are not providing their personal informations but just really the information from the their companies the address of their companies and everything uh, and the phone number of their companies and not the phone uh, their personal phone numbers just to uh, keep uh, some privacy if i can say the other thing is also the fact that <laughs> it was said that if you are looking for a prc then you can maybe also go to udamed and find some person and hire try to hire them directly there so because you have your phone number their phone numbers their details and everything so you can say okay i'll hire you as a prc so do you want to come to my to my company so mainly this is the thing that can happen 
so uh, yeah so don't be surprised if you get a phone call uh, from some agencies or some uh, some people some companies uh, that want to hire a PRC because you are you are listed on on, on the Udame database so it means that uh, you are a PRC so that you are qualified to help this uh, this company so many this is the issue uh, that can happen and we don't know if this will be if I can say changed inside the Udamed or if there is any uh, other uh, possibility to uh, to hide some of the information but for now it's 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 possible to access those information there team nb so team nb really worked hard last month because uh, they issued a lot of documentation so and today they issued a, a position paper related to the drug device combination products so to explain uh, about the work that should be done for notified bodies related to drug device combination products and one point was mentioned there which is mainly the fact that um, if there is any change to this drug device combination product uh, should we uh, go again to a notified body and the answer is yes uh, there is uh, some uh, requirements to follow so if there is some changes uh, then you'll have uh, or the EMA or the, um, the MH if I can say has to reach out to a notified body uh, so that to uh, review the change that happened and it's nearly the same as the MDCG 2020-3 uh, which is talking about significant changes they issued also a kind of a flow chart with all the information about the changes that can happen and if it is or not a significant change so uh, I really advise you to look at this um, position paper from the MDCG if you are really interested to understand uh, if a change that you are making for your drug device combination product uh, should maybe be applied uh, should maybe be uh, requesting a notified body uh, review for, for it so uh, the same you go to the show notes and you'll have all the links about uh, this position paper from uh, team notified body we'll talk about another position paper of team notified body just after Next, so we will talk about trainings. So we still have the green belt certification training. So it's been now the seventh edition that we issued on, on uh, December. Now we will have the eighth edition uh, on uh, January 25th. So if you are still interested to learn more about the EUMDR, uh, to learn, uh, to have some practical courses if I can say with practical exercises uh, I'm still running this uh, this workshop this uh, training during the week of the January 25th where we'll have some live sessions some quizzes some assignments and at the end you will uh, have to get your uh, exam so to get maybe your diploma at the end so um, there is a lot of people that participated to the training and really liked it uh, you can also go to the page uh, of the training and you'll see a lot of testimonials so it was really a, a success and i hope really that um, this helps those people uh, to reach their objectives uh, because uh, it's really a practical course uh, so you will not just get some theory uh, i will give you some practical exercises that you can really uh, go through and then uh, see if you really understand the concept of the eu and so um, i advise you to go to the, the page so um, school.easymedicaldevice.com slash gb uh, so then you will get all the information about uh, the course the date and everything so for now we plan the one from january i will try to make the planning for the one from february and, and march also so don't hesitate to go there um, we'll also plan other uh, courses 
uh, for for the uh, on the on, on easy medical device so mainly we are planning for this year a course on ivdr and also a course on on biocompatibility so we'll be really uh, working hard now to to uh, finalize those courses and deliver that to you uh, if you need any other courses let us know and we'll try to also pr pr plan that with the team and to deliver that as soon as possible okay so great so and don't forget uh, continue to learn continue to get some courses as i've said even if it's with not not with the easy medical device go with any other company but but you have to be trained, you have to understand what's happening uh, within the, the, the regulation so that you can really help your company place your de uh, compliant devices on the market. Okay, next one is about um, notified bodies. So um, we have uh, this year, so 2021, uh, we should have had 18 notified bodies within the uh, EUMDR and four notified bodies within the EUIVDR. But we go backwards because we have 17 within EUMDR and uh, four within EUIVDR. So uh, the ID mainly is the fact that BSI UK, uh, which was on the list since uh, in December, has now been removed uh, from uh, from MDR and IVDR. So it's why we are going backward with uh, with those numbers. So um, what does it mean? It means that uh, first in December there was just one uh, notified body that was announced, which is the UDEM uh, Adriatic. We already talked about that during the last uh, review, um, but not nothing else. So we are still having not a lot of notified bodies. Even if we had notified bodies, there will be also some difficulties because those notified bodies would not have been able to do some remote audits. So it means that they have to be on site to do audit, but with this pandemic, it's not possible also. So there is a lot of contradictions that are happening now to say we need more notified bodies, but notified bodies cannot travel. So how to uh, how to solve this uh, this problem? Um, so Team NB issued a position paper again. So as I said, they are working really hard. A position paper about uh, about uh, the situation with notified bodies. The situation of the fact that there will be between the year 2021 and 2024, there will be a lot of certificates that will expire. As I made the count and it's around 13,000 MDD or AIMDD, I think MDD more, uh, certificates that will be expiring, um, but mainly on 2024 where there will be seven around 7000 that will be expiring so um what are the suggestions of um, of team nb first the suggestion is to allow uh, remote audits uh for notified bodies because mainly actually even if you are a notified body within EUMDR, you can maybe do a, a remote audit but the EU um, doesn't accept only remote audits to complete uh, EU MDR certificates. You have to do an on-site audit. So now they say, can we do a full remote audit uh, so that we can move forward? Because actually we are losing time, if I can say. Uh, so the idea is mainly, uh, is mainly about that. Um, the situation is also the fact that uh, we have... Um, uh, we have... The information is the fact that we have to encourage more uh, also the uh, manufacturers to not wait until their certificate expires in 2024, but really to do things really uh, in advance to start in 2021, 2022, to really transition to EUMDR so that there is no rush at the end with all the notified, I mean all, there is maybe not a lot. So with the notified bodies at the end, 
which will be overloaded to, to accept everything. So there is two proposals or to accept the remote audit or to really encourage all, all manufacturers to, um, to move forward with their transition period as quick as possible. Um, I also issued a, a survey for that just to, um, to see if um, the date of application will be uh, postponed or not. So data application for MDR and IVDR. Because on this situation, as I've said, we have the Brexit actually, we have the transition period that will start on 26th of May 2021. We have the Swixit, the Turkzit, uh, we have the coronavirus pandemic. We don't have a lot of notified bodies. So the list starts to grow and grow. And we are asking now, okay, maybe there is some voices that are starting to, to talk about that. Will there be any postponement of the NGR or IVDR. Uh, so I also made a survey on that. So uh, please go also to the show notes to get the survey on the uh, UMDR and IVDR postponement so that you can see also the answers from the others. You can see the comments. Uh, actually, uh, I looked uh, lastly the, the, the results and uh, it showed around uh, 39% if I can say of, of people that are saying that no, uh, there will be no postponement for, for UMDR or IVDR. Uh, but there are some people that say, oh, there will be a postponement for both and some more for UMDR, some more for IVDR. And IVDR was also uh, something that was discussed uh, by Team NB also on, their, on one of their position papers to say the situation is really catastrophic with only four notified bodies now, what, what can we do? So it's not like uh, we have a lot of perspective. So, so uh, please go to this uh, survey and try also to answer to, to it and just to see your opinion. So uh, to see what, what you will think about that. Um, okay. Last point about notified bodies. So there is now a new segment that will be created, which is the UK notified bodies or UK approved bodies because now it's not called notified bodies it's called uk approved bodies and um, as of uh, beginning of this year we received the list uh, from the mhra of uk approved bodies so there is actually three notified bodies or three approved bodies that are now uh, on the list of the uk uh, uk so to be able to um, qualify your products for the ukca so uh, there is the bsi uk which is qualified for active implantable medical device, uh, for medical devices, for in vitro diagnostic, but also for UKNI, which is uh, UK Northern Ireland. So if you need a notified body for uh, an approved body, sorry, I will be always mistaken that. So an approved body for uh, Northern Ireland, then uh, actually BSI UK can do that. And from the list, only BSI UK can do that. So uh, you, you don't have a lot of choice. The other notified body is uh, approved body again. The other approved body is SGS UK. They are uh, able to do medical devices and in vitro diagnostic. And the last approved body is UL UK, which is doing only in vitro diagnostic. I'm sure this is also something that will be updated. Uh, so I will try to update you uh, as much uh, as much as possible. So uh, if, they, if I receive the information of the, the new approved bodies that are on the list and what are also their qualifications. So uh, the list is also on, my, on the show notes. So just go and just try also to get uh, more information about what which products they are qualified or they, they can also qualify because there is also this list of MD codes with all the, the, the products that they can qualify. Okay, so um, now let's go to guidances. So many, there was only one guidance that was issued by the MDCG, which is the guidance on lenses, uh, which is 2020-18. Uh, to be honest, I, I read these guidances, which is about UDI codes. So how to um, 
place a UDI code on lenses. Uh, it was really not clear at all about the fact that um, what is the difference with normal no, normal products um, because it says that if the lens is different uh, correction or if it's different thing I mean they give a lot of parameters then it's a new UDI code but uh, for me yeah, it, it was clear from the beginning that it's like that but maybe there is I'm not on this business of lenses so maybe it's something I, I miss uh, related to that uh, they were talking about lenses and also um, reading ready ready reading glasses so that uh, you can use uh, directly uh, to read uh, so yeah so this is a new guidance that was issued and nothing else uh, but uh, I also placed a link on the uh, on the show notes about all the guidances that are planned so it's also the same as the rolling plan there is a table with all the guidances one by one and with the planning of them so it could be interesting for you just to understand if there is a guidance that you need that is, is in planning now or maybe it's not in planning at all so just go to the show notes and you'll get also this uh, this link Okay, so we arrive at the end of the this episode, but before I wanted just to show you the the last um, epi the last episode of the podcast that uh, that we were releasing on on December, uh, just to in case you miss them and also if you need more information about that. So, the first one was about how, how to register uh, how to register your medical devices in Mexico, uh, which is episode one hundred and six. Uh, so uh, don't hesitate to go there because we, we really provided with Josue, we provided a lot of information about uh, how to do that, how to register, what are the difficulties, what is also the political situation because we talked about the government also, the changes of government which makes things maybe a bit more difficult. So uh, Josue was really helpful uh, and he was really um, asking, uh, uh, telling that he can really help you in case of uh, any need of support for this registration. So don't hesitate to call, to call them. Um, the next one is how to uh, to um, to deal with significant changes. So mainly we had a lot of significant changes that um, discussions um, lastly. And uh, here we talk specifically with Martin Vite uh, from Chief Sud because I wanted to have the opinion of a notified body about significant changes. So we have the MDCG uh, 2020-3 which is mainly giving you a flowchart about the, the significant changes and how you have to manage them, um, and if it is or not a significant change. And here with Martin Vite, we discuss more about when you should contact a notified body, uh, what is the consequence if you don't contact them, what is the consequence if the notified body find the issue by themselves and but you did never inform them, etc., etc. So it's something that will be really interesting for you uh, if your products are going through this transition period after the 26th of May 2021 and if you are executing some significant changes uh, out of that. So uh, I think it would be really a great episode. And the last episode of the year, so <laughs> I just um, dropped uh, an episode with um, uh, Easy Medical Device. So how Easy Medical Device can help you. So I started to explain to you all what we are doing all over the year to help the medical device community. Uh, so not just doing podcasts or blogs, we are really helping doing a lot of other things like trainings, like providing some uh, templates, like the UK responsible person, also working with um, S4M Europe for the uh, EU responsible person, uh, you um, authorized representative. Uh, so there is a lot of things that we are doing. So I just wanted to share that with you in case you need any support. So don't hesitate to contact us. Uh, I'm really, uh, really happy. I would be really happy to have a call with you and to help you uh, on your projects. Okay, so I think it's the end of this episode. So I hope you really have a, a good start of the year and uh, with a lot of fun, with a lot of, uh, uh, of fun with 
your your colleagues if i can say if there is any colleagues that uh, need some um, learnings about EUMDR, about uh, the regulations etc don't hesitate to share with them this podcast don't hesitate to share with them also the the link of the the website so easymedicaldevice.com so that they can reach out to us also and that we can also try to help them okay so i wish you really a nice day and talk to you soon Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.